a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. In The Art of War, it says that strategy without tactics is the slowest route to victory. Tactics without strategy is just the noise before defeat. I'm going to say that again. Strategy without tactics is the slowest route to victory. Tactics without strategy is just the noise before defeat. So when it comes to winning, whether it's in government programs, in business, in life, there's an important connection between strategy and tactics. Successful entrepreneurs, successful leaders in business and in politics are those who can bring those two vital components together. Uh, You see that the world's filled with all kinds of visionaries uh, who can spew all kinds of great ideas. It's the bumper sticker slogan. Some people are really good at that. They can even have inspiring concepts and blue sky, shoot the moon kind of opportunities. But unfortunately, many of them are never able to transform those visions into practical, tactical applications, which can be executed in order to produce real results. Uh, Even down to the individual level, I think many of us have experienced this. There's all kinds of people who have, you know, great dreams of grandeur while their heads are resting on the pillow or they have these compelling visions of what's possible while they're standing in the shower, yet they never get to specific tactics. So they simply lead to frustration and disappointment. If they don't have the daily tactics in place, then it becomes really slow. The victory is often lost, Uh, not for lack of opportunity, I would say, uh, but for lack of time, resources, and energy. And so that that vision is really an important thing, and we've talked about it. And I want to go back Uh, to this conversation that took place in a House committee hearing between the Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg, and Representative Thomas Massey from the state of Kentucky. And the reason I want to go to this is because it, it helps us really look at both strategy and tactics, that you have to have both. So the administration has had a very visionary goal of saying that, 50% of all automobile sales in 2030, just eight years away, will be electric cars. And that is great. Uh, That is the vision, the grand strategy, the moonshot. But if you don't have tactics and specifics in terms of the plan to execute, uh, it's just blue sky, shoot the moon kind of thinking. And so I, I point this out because as we play this conversation between Congressman Massey and Secretary Buttigieg, uh, these are two individuals who agree, who agree on the value 
of doing things differently, of getting electric cars, of figuring out how to figure out how we're going to provide those and what kind of support system and infrastructure is going to need to be in place. So this is not about two people on opposite sides of the political spectrum, you know, arguing about who's right, who's wrong, or just criticizing one another. This is about two people who agree in the vision. Uh, It may sound odd, but uh, Representative Massey actually, as a representative in the House, lives off the grid on a Tesla battery and solar panels and drives an electric car. He's all in. He's doing more than almost all of us to do his part to reduce his carbon footprint. So in the committee hearing, remember, the secretary is in charge of execution and how you actually get it done. So Secretary Buttigieg has to go to Congress, has to present a plan, has to say, here's the goal, here's how much it's going to cost, here's the impact, here's how we're going to get it done. That's what this committee hearing is all about. So in this exchange, Congressman Massey laid out uh, what this would mean for regular Americans if we don't get to the tactics of the plan and how we're going to get it done. It would take four times as much electricity to charge the average household's cars as the average household uses on air conditioning. So if we reach the goal by 2030 that Biden has of a 50% adoption instead of 100% adoption, that means the average household would use twice as much electricity charging one of their cars as they would use for all of the air conditioning that they use for the entire year. Do you think this could contribute to rolling uh, blackouts and brownouts in areas of the country where air conditioning is basically considered essential? Not if we prepare. Look, the fact that people who have electric vehicles are going to use more electricity can't be a reason to give up. The idea that America is inferior to the other countries that have figured this out just doesn't sit well with us in administration, I'm, and that's I'm not why saying, we're investing I, in a better I'm, grid. I'm not saying we shouldn't prepare. I told you at the beginning of this, I'm bullish on, on this technology, but the, the numbers and the rate of adoption has been developed using political science, not engineering. They're impractical. And if we blindly follow these goals that Biden has set out, it will cause pain and suffering for the middle class. Secretary Buttigieg also argued that we'll be using less energy overall with electric cars, which would be true. Uh, and there has to be the right process in place in order for that to be a reality. But it's also worth pointing out that uh, while a typical driver uh, who adopts electric is using more electricity, at the end of the day, they're using less energy because of the efficiency benefits of getting that energy produced at utilities. The problem is that we, don't, we don't have the capacity to produce that energy. You aptly use the word need. You could say want as well. It, there's needs and wants to make this fantasy work by 2030. But the reality is the capability is not going to be there. So you have to have that capacity. And so, again, this is not criticizing the administration uh, in their uh, in their vision. I think they got the vision right. I think that's great. I think that we can be much better stewards of the environment. I think we can go all in down that path. And the administration has the job of laying out the case and showing the math how this is going to be done, what it's going to cost, what the impact will be, how do we do that in the context of our current grid so that we can actually execute. So you can't come into a committee hearing 
uh, and just say, well, we have to have it done by 2030. We need to have it done. We'll, we'll need to do it different. Uh, those are wants, needs. That's all hope. But hope is not a strategy. Hope's important. The vision's important. I applaud the president. I applaud Secretary Buttigieg for laying it out. Uh, that is a good thing. But hope is not a strategy. And so we go back to, to where we began. You have to have strategy and tactics. And if you have both of those, then then you can get somewhere. And again, I, I applaud the secretary. Uh, I do believe in the old saying where there's no vision, the people perish. Uh, it's as true today as, it, as it's ever been. But if all you have is just the tactics, uh, that's tough to sell too. Uh, that's often uh, what the art of war calls the, the noise before defeat. Uh, it's the window dressing on a very empty home. And we see this in politics as well. We see some that are so nitty-gritty down into the weeds of things, but they never share anything in terms of a vision that will motivate and inspire people to take the right kind of action, which usually leads to just being busy, not productive, and having a lot of motion but not a lot of forward movement. And as you know, we're always about results on this show uh, and how do we actually get there. And it's interesting because there are – applications of this principle in so many different places in our lives. Uh, so this applying it to electric cars is one thing. Uh, we could also apply it to security at the border. We could apply it to health care. We could apply it to the immigration system. Uh, we could apply it to a, a host of other things that, uh, that government is involved in, where you have to have both strategy and tactics in order to get things done. We can apply it in our, our personal lives as well. Uh, again, not enough to just have a big blue sky, shoot the moon, possibility thinking kind of goal or vision. You got to have the tactics underneath it that can be executed and delivered where you know the cost, you know what it's going to take effort wise, you know who's going to be involved and you have a plan to, to pursue it and make it a reality. Uh, absent both of those things, we continue to have the same discussions about the same problems, and sadly, we end up doing it in the same way, and we get frustrated. And I'm a firm believer uh, that especially when it comes to these big idea goals, we run out of energy before we run out of opportunity. And in this case, we'll literally run out of energy before we run out of opportunity. And so we've got to change the dynamic there. Uh, I think Sun Tzu was right. Strategy without tactics is the slowest route to victory. Tactics without strategy is just the noise before defeat. Combine both of those and every opportunity uh, can be turned into something that will actually make a difference. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for listening to Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world today, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on any smart speaker and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. 
I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.